This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. delayed fat back four i am gav that's grizz that's abby and that is keith italy are the champions of europe and they have won euro 2020 in july of 2021 by beating england on penalties at wembley tonight um we're gonna have a chat about that game we're gonna have a chat about messi winning his um first international um trophy with argentina last night against brazil at the maracana and we're going to have a chat around liverpool links and stuff like that and anything else that comes up from the lads as we go along and before we get going though this show of course is brought to you by manscaped Manscaped manscaped.com go there hit lfc dt for 20 percent off and free shipping and keith i'm going to come to you because um if it was a manscaped cup italy would have won it outright before a ball was kicked um without a ball even being kicked and tonight i think um that team could easily be sponsored by Manscaped. That's what I'm trying to say to you, Keith. They could. They're a well, well sculpted, well, um, well maintained team, Gav. You know, uh, the English lads wouldn't be too far off them, in fairness. But the the Italians are where it's at. You know, but the exception maybe a Chiellini, but he's the only one. The rest of them, oh, I'd say, they twenty minutes fixing their hair in the mirror going out. You know, they're a, a good looking bunch of lads. It must yeah. be said. They're going to look well in their photos. It must be said, and if Manscaped were to uh, sponsor an international football team, there's no better time now than do Italy as European champions and probably the best-looking squad around um, when you add it all up. Um, Grizz, I'm going to come to you first, though. Um, We're not going to spend an hour on England against Italy um, because this is a Liverpool podcast and we want to concentrate on that. But um, what's your feelings after that? Because... You know, it's a one-all draw after extra time. It's it's penalties, there's drama in that. But I, I thought overall, it was a very intriguing game of football. It was, it was. Um, I thought, I thought the the adulation at Southgate winning the tactical battle after five minutes was a bit premature, mm-hmm. and so it turned out. Um, we discussed his the team lineup in our WhatsApp, and and we thought. He's he's gone a bit defensive and he's emptied the midfield out, and that could be dangerous. He's took out um, a player in midfield. Well, a winger, really. A winger, but 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 it's an extra man in midfield because Mount yeah. goes wide instead of yeah. Central. They don't play forward players, yeah, so yeah. exactly. So he went five two three or however you want three five two, however you want to look at it. But he ended up a five two three. Um, but look. They they start off with an amazing goal. I mean, that's a that's a textbook goal. You know, you yeah, think to yourself, you know, plan, plan of action, everything that you planned goes exactly to plan with that switch of play. The fullbacks in one fullback to another fullback. He looks like an he absolute hero. Come the end of the game and the penalties, he looks a bit awkward now. Bringing on yeah. 
bringing on the three penalty misses, uh, bringing on the uh, Rashford and Sancho, mm-hmm. especially for the for the penalties, and then and then having a nineteen year old, you know, taking the the, the the sudden death penalty, I thought yeah. was poorly planned. But probably not just by Southgate, but the whole the whole coaching setup, the whole senior players, um, and yeah, look, the Italians are the Italians. Um, you know, Avi Avi texted me said they won't panic, and they didn't panic. They went one nil down away. You could say, yeah, an absolute jubilant crowd, pumped up England, pumped up crowd. They didn't panic. They played, 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 and in the end. In the end, you've got to say deserved winners of the overall tournament. Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. I think um, Italy, especially in the groups, were brilliant. And then they turned into a, a bit like Italy um, in the group stages where they got through when they needed to get through and they got the job done. And, and Avi, Avi you, you said Avi has texted you and he won't panic. I never thought he would. Although I thought, I thought going 1-0 behind um, would hurt him. Now, that sounds like a very obvious thing to say, but it would hurt him in the fact yeah. that it would have it would have really really suited England, you know. When you look at the players they have, Kane is very good at holding it up and finding players. You have the speed of Sterling, you know. They had got players that could hold Italy, especially on the break, but they didn't panic. They kept going. They kept and they took over the game for me. You know, I looked I looked at the end of extra time, and I think Italy had twenty shots to England six. You know, they they tri- I think I I think double the amount of passes, more more pass success rate. Um, higher XG if you want to look at that but all the stats showed you how I thought Italy were not commanding in the game but I thought he had it under control from from fairly early on to be honest um, I thought if England had got a second in the first 20 minutes I think it would have been a long long way back for Italy and um, the cushion would have been there but overall I think I think the best team has won it although I do think the second best team have come second it's not like there's a team just got into the final and oh, they were lucky and stuff like that I think England were the second best team in the tournament Avi um just touching on the just touching on the um the penalties because he brings on Rashford, he brings on Sancho on right at the death. And you know what he's doing. He's taking them off for penalties. I don't know if I agree with Chris about the, the Saka one because usually when this happens, it's players put their hands up to take them. You know, and I wouldn't look at Saka in that instance. I wouldn't look at Saka. I'd probably look at other more senior players saying, Where are you? You know, and now that'll probably all come out in the wash. But what did you make of the whole penalty situation? Because I wouldn't have been confident over Rashford or, or Sancho. I thought I was surprised seeing him come on or them come on. Sorry. Yeah, Gav. It seems as if England they just don't learn. It seems 2006 World Cup. Um, Seven made a number of cha- changes um, <coughs> against Portugal in the quarterfinal, and he brought players on to take the uh, penalties, um, and that didn't work because only I remember Owen Hargreaves had only scored um, in that penalty shootout. And it seemed as if, like, he put on Sancho, Rashford, Saka, just for obviously penalties, because he put Sancho and Rashford on two with two minutes to go. Sometimes it's it, when you look at the ages, what, 23, 21, and Saka's 18, 19, is he? 19, I think, yeah. It's a different ball game, taking penalties in practice and then in front of a crowd of what? What, what, what do you think Wembley was today? Must have been more than that after oh, the videos that we've that. seen. Yeah, after yeah. the videos we've seen, it must have been more. But in front of like 70, 80,000 fans, it's a different ball game. The nerves would have settled in, like, you know, and you just think, are they actually mentally prepared for this? I thought it was a shocking decision to have them three um, to take penalties. I think the Maguire one's fine, Kane was fine, but I think you should have put another sort of, you know, a Calvin Phillips. You know, Rashford, got, Rashford's a penalty taker. Rashford, yeah, okay. Yeah. Rashford's yeah, but, a penalty taker. But they're literally coming on the pitch cold. Yeah, yeah. True. You know, yeah. they're literally walking on the pitch cold and going, listen, 
there was 90,000 people there tonight for me. It looked and fucking absolutely rant. But, more, um, more often than not, though, Gav, you'll see it more often than not. Players that come in just for to take penalties, they, they miss. They miss. I would love to That's know. It's but they're coming in cold. Yeah. If, you, if you bring them on in 115 minutes, take a li- little bit of a lottery and go, listen, we'll take a bit of a risk by putting the two of them on. We'll we'll make them sit back just to get them in and get them running around and warmed up and get the adrenaline going and, and whatever. And then just to bring them on and literally go, right, you're just going on for penalties. Uh, it was a strange one for me, and, and it goes back to the other night. I was talking to Jamie the other night on his show, and he's just not brave enough. No. He's just not brave enough. You know, he, he's stuck Too and he's safe. stuck and he's stuck and he's stuck and he's stuck. And I, I was looking, going, you have to do something here. Even the, even the change, um, um, was a trippy off and, and, um, Sackett, was it? No, Sackett. Sackett, yeah, on for, on for trippy. And I was kind of going, yeah, all right, he's probably going to a back four here, but again, I was. There was something about it. Just I don't know. Maybe, I, just, I probably, I'd probably have a blind spot when it comes when it comes to Gareth Southgate. But I think there's been situations in this tournament where if he was a bit braver, I think he gets through against Denmark earlier than than when he did. You know, the sort of way. But I don't know. Um, Keith, worthy yeah. winners in your opinion? Um, yeah, <clears throat> they were. They were worthy winners. Um, they were a great team. They they weren't as good in the last few games, but they lost Spinazzola, who was a key player um, for them in the earlier games. But in saying that, I thought Emerson was very good tonight. Um, when he came in, I thought he was he was actually good. I thought he'd be a weak link, and he wasn't. I think mm. the game, the way the game goes, England get the goal second minute, and I think it was the worst thing that could have happened to them. They done well for, I'd say, the first 10, 15. They created a few other chances where Trippier is putting balls into the back post. But this, the, as the first half goes on, they allowed Italy back into the game. Now, Italy weren't creating that, but they were getting a foothold in the midfield and in the game. Mm. And England were putting out fires all over the place. Like People in their WhatsApp group were praising, Gre- uh, not Grealish, Royce. And I thought Royce was, desp- was desperate tonight. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's He's just running in, nicking a ball, which is fine, and then he's not doing that with it. And as it went on, they get to half time, and you're thinking, right, it's key how Italy come out here, because if they come out firing, England could be in trouble. And that's what they done. Italy were on top of that game. England, as the game went on, I thought they were dreadful. They just invited Italy onto them. Just invited them. That herring and that frantic style, I'm get, just quickly, just, that herring, that frantic style that England brought the first 10, 15, 20 minutes, it worked though, Keith, because Italy were yeah. in panic. The midfielders out of short getting tied away from different positions, but you can't sustain that for 90 minutes. And that's where Southgate, second half, he didn't know what to do. Variety he took control. By making the changes he made, he, he lost his shape and he lost his way in the game, whereas Mancini's subs, while you're looking at them, you're thinking, this Italy were better as the game went on. Do you know what I mean? Italy were allowed to be better. England let them into that, and it just looked like it was going one way. And then it goes to, to penalties. And look, I think Rashford's a penalty taker. You would expect him to be able to come in cold, even if it's on the uh, last yeah, but minute. But clearly Sancho's a penalty taker, because you're not bringing him but, on cold if he's but not. Is he, but is he a penalty taker? Because is he taking any for Dortmund? I don't, I don't know. know, but, but what I'm saying say, is, what it, I'm saying Erling Haaland is fucking taking them. But the then, Keith, that's a confidence thing. Maybe Sancho said to Saka. But I'll what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying, if you say Saka is the best penalty taker in training, doesn't take them for Arsenal, does he? So it's a lot different. Do you know what I mean? Sancho can be a great penalty taker in training, but if you're taking them in games, whereas Rashford has taken them in games and high profile games, I think we've talked. You know what? I think we've talked about Southgate not being brave. I think sometimes we we get away from the players not being brave. We let them off very easily. It's always blamed yeah. on the players. I thought, I thought 
the players weren't brave enough on the ball. No. Namely, Phillips, Rice, Mount tries, but he gives it away a lot because he tries to do the yeah. the, the, the different thing. I thought they, I thought they weren't brave enough. On but the you ball. know why I think sorry, Grace, team, you know why I think Mount wasn't wasn't really not that he wasn't brave. He's used to playing with a Jorginho behind him, who's a controller and a dictator. Whereas England don't have that, and you know maybe that's that's what they needed. Like Royce and Phillips were just looking to to get rid of it quickly, whereas Jorginho yeah. or a Kovacic or whatever in the Chelsea midfield will look to get the ball down and will try and do intricate little passes. Right. And maybe that's where Mount flourishes rather but than the Elder Skelter that he was getting tonight. That lack of braveness and that lack of confidence went into them, their mindsets into the penalties. Yeah. And so therefore the likes of, I mean, I don't know, Henderson, if he, if he was brought off, if that was tactical, it was, the, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. for the penalty shootout. <coughs> but was that, was that was that Henderson's decision? Like, okay, I'm not going to be one of the penalty takers. Do you he know missed what I'm saying? Against the, the checks or whatever before the tournament. Yeah, he missed. He do, you know, missed. Do, you know, do you know what I'm saying, guys? Though, yeah. if did Henderson decide that that look, I'm not going to take a penalty if it comes down to it. You know, was that communicated? Well, I hope. I question for Gab. That. Question for Gab, though, Gab. You got Sancho, you got Saka, and you got um. Why are you asking Gav? Rashford? Because I'm not asking you. So basically, um, Absolutely would no. you still, even though Henderson missed against Czech Republic and in the friendly, and he's missed another penalty for England, would you not have still put him ahead of those three boys? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know because usually when it comes to penalties, you would you would be asking beforehand who's on them. They would have a list of probably seven or eight, and then out of that seven or eight, you'll probably pick what five. Now out of that five, three of them are probably nailed on. Yeah, you know Harry Kane is definitely nailed on. Harry Maguire might like. Most like taking penalties, he's nailed on. But I just look around, like even the even when you go back to Trippier, um, or Trippier, or whatever way you, you want to call him, I was surprised he came off because when he came off, I thought this goes to pens. I think he's a penalty taker. You, yeah. Do you remember in the in the last World Cup, he was he was England's free kick. He was yeah. that dead ball. He's man. a set piece. Man. Yeah, imagine yeah. he can hit a pen. So, uh, Abby, to be honest with you, I think it's a it's hindsight, and it's. You know, it could be just me just thinking, overthinking it. But if it was me, I would have said, listen, Jordan, we're taking you off. But I'm taking you off for three, four minutes to go because I want to get these on and into the game and just get any sort of feel for it. Rather than literally walking on the pitch, whistle blown, and, and away we go We're on penalties. I just want to get to this, though. Maza asks with a super chat, with two super chats. He says, what do you think of Chiesa? Um, he feels he's incredible. He says he seems like a Klopp player, Grizz. What do you reckon of Chiesa? Oh, absolutely sensational. Yeah. My favourite player of the tournament. I said it very early when he wasn't selected. I think for the first game, and I said Chiesa needs to be playing in this Italy Italy team if they've won. If they've got it was any surprising chance. that he wasn't, wasn't it? Because oh, he he's gone Berardi in was well picked, at Juve. Yeah, Berardi, Berardi was picked ahead of him, and I thought, whoa, no, this guy needs to play. We were very interested in when he was at Fiorentina, but I think we, that 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 ship sailed now. Yeah. Now that he's under Juve's control. Yeah. yeah. Um. But look. The tournament's over. Um, Keith famously told us a couple of weeks ago that the tournament was really lacking in quality. Um, there was some excitement, but yeah, he stands by it. But um, uh, what do like? I suppose Italy, Italy come and win it and, and fair play to them. They'll enjoy it for the next three years or whatever until until it comes up again. But Avi, what do you think England take out of this? Because although I'm not a big fan of Gareth Southgate, and I know it's a penalty f- uh, defeat in the final, it is progress for them. It is progress, and and 
even though I don't feel he's brave, I, he stuck to his guns, which I kind of like. You know, even even when I'm telling you he's not brave enough, he stuck to his guns and he stuck to his beliefs. And he didn't panic because he could have easily went and threw Henderson in there instead of Rice or, or Phillips today. Or he could have done, oh, I'll throw Sancho in. Everyone's calling for Sancho. But he didn't. He stuck to his guns. And I kind of respect him for that. What do England take out of this, despite the fact that they've lost the final and be kind of heartbreaking for them? They take they take a lot. Gav. They take hope. They take confidence going into Qatar next year. They take a wonderful bunch of lads now. Um, whether this is the next phase of the golden generation, only time will tell. But you've still got the experience. So you you'd imagine Hendo goes next year because uh, it's in the winter as well. So you'd imagine he's still he'll still be around the Canes, um, the Maguires. So the, I think they would have taken a lot of this maturity. It's, it's the kids now that I feel for a little bit. Sancho. Rashford, Saka, see what they do for their clubs in the coming season. But look, there's a tremendous amount of talent that's coming through for England. Um, Southgate's never going to be, he's never going to, you're never going to see an England play full flowing, you know, full flowing football um, like the Spaniards have done or the Brazilians of the past or the French. Um, he has a certain style. And I think, look, he, you've got to keep him in the job. You go into next year, Qatar, and you have a fair, you know, you've, you've got a good chance of doing well again. You know, the semi final against Croatia in the last World Cup. You know, should have really beaten Croatia after going one up. Um, today, you know, it's one of those games. That Italy, they played well second half. They got into it, should have really won it before penalties. And, you know, when it gets to penalties, it's part luck, really. And then next uh, next tournament, which is in Qatar, you just um, you, you just got to keep faith. And I think they can hold their head up high. I know things are going to be very sensitive right now. Um, there's going to be loads of media crap that's going to come out that, you know, mm-hmm. we've bottled it on penalties and whatnot, the normal sham that mm-hmm. comes with it. But... You know, I think these boys will go again next year. I think the pressure really got to them, to be honest. I think the the pressure was heaped on them. It's coming home by every single person all the way through that. I think the pressure got to them. I think they scored early. They had a bit of sustained pressure for five or ten minutes after that. And then they just looked like they were bereft of ideas. You know, I've been critical of England in this tournament because... Oh, you know, they, they, they had a favourable draw the way through. They can't help that. That's just the way it goes. You just walk on that. They had a lot of home games. But I just felt that the pressure got to them. I felt when the penos were happening and the draw, they'd done the coin and it was down the England end. I said it to me, Mrs. says, I don't think that's going to benefit them because I think I didn't see a mentally strong England team. Do you know what I mean? And that, that's not a dig at them. I think they've progressed. I think they've come a, a long way and it will hold them in good stead. But I just still feel that... There's a, there was a pressure, an inordinate amount of pressure put on them players yeah. by the media and by the but fans. That, it's always going to be the way in England, it's, and it's especially not, when it's exactly, a home tournament. Exactly. Yeah. And they, they played six of the seven games at Wembley, one away in the Stadio Olympico. <laughs> and like you said, when they're winning those games and the edge past Denmark and they've done Germany, Ukraine, they've been good in the group, solid, and yeah. got the results. Results always going to happen, Keith. It's oh, always yeah. going to happen with them, you know. And, and you know what? Uh, I think... Uh, you would think people would learn lessons and say, look, maybe just give them a break. And if they get to a semi, just support them and stop telling the world you're going to rule it. Yeah. But do you know what? They it won't it because the if they do it again, it was like, well, yeah. we were there last time. They know what it's about now. Now they should win it. So it's just going to heap it on a bit more. But um, I've a bound to pick with the three of you because yeah. last night um, <clears throat> or early this morning, um, the three of decided to do a watch along for the Copa America final. Um, Argentina won Brazil nil, and Messi wins his first um, <coughs> tournament um, or international tournament with Argentina. Um, 
And the reason I'm about to pick with you is because all I've got all day is, can you do one for this game? Can you do one for that game? Are you doing them for all games? Are you doing them for this? Are you doing them for that? Just to let you know straight off, um, watch-alongs aren't their thing. They never have been, okay? But um, I think 45,000 people watched last night, which is <laughs> maths. Um, um, we did get a lot. Of, we always take feedback from people. We always take feedback from people. And them numbers from last night uh, coinciding with the, the messages and stuff we've got today. We, we're not going to commit to watch-alongs to every game. It's just not going to happen, all right? Um, but every now and then, we will drop in a watch-along. That's the best deal we can do for you. So it could be the first game of the season. It could be, I don't know, whatever game we choose. It could be a cup game, whatever. Whenever people are available and we can do it because we have more shows, we've more content coming next season on top of what we do already. And to throw in watch-alongs, it wouldn't be fair to promise you them. And then we couldn't do it. And Gav, they, yeah. Tell tell them what watch-along Avi wanted you to do. Avi wanted me to set up a watch-along tonight. Of no, before the, that, before the, the original one. Or the tournament that's no, coming. no, that's no. Tournament. No, the one you come on tonight, you said to me, any chance you can set up a watch along? I know a few people that want to watch USA versus Haiti. Haiti. Haiti first first game Gold. for the Gold Cup for us, boys. Yeah, okay. Um, but that's not happening, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm sorry for the masses of Haitians that were waiting for that, but um, yeah. it's it's not happening. But just on, just on the watch along thing, um, we will do our best, okay? Yeah. And when people are available, we will we will try to do something for you, but we're not committing to tell you we're going to absolutely do it every show because then it turns out that we don't get them done and people come back and go, you promised us. So we're going to be very open with you. Um, but Chris, it was a brilliant watch along. I ended up watching it because my child, 18 months old, had a breakdown at about 12 o'clock last night till about half three. Um, but what did you make of the numbers, Chris? And, and obviously, what did you make of the game? Look, the numbers, when you got mountain of knowledge this our south american correspondent keith vickery you know. <laughs> yeah, i was waiting for that yeah yeah you're, you're gonna get you're gonna he was get going on, he was going on about um the 54 world cup and everything yeah, well listen yeah. he, he's got it he's got it he's there for that pearls of wisdom you know but i i knew when to switch it up i could sense the crowd getting restless when he was going uh, <laughs> I, I thought i thought i'd tell him to save it for half time because that's the time to just Phil, give the give the viewers and listeners, mm. you know, some real pearls of wisdom. But now, nah, or else just really have a go at Avi, which is usually your go-to <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, like, I, did, I wasn't having a go at Avi to be honest uh, with you. I, I disagree. I was, yeah. Well, That's someone true. messaged me. Someone messaged me and says uh, they enjoyed the watch along, but they felt that you know why does Grizz and Avi do it if Grizz hates him so much? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I it's, had to explain that. I think it's a love hate. It's a love hate relationship. You know, it's a love hate relationship. Yeah, like, you know, he loves me. Him. I hate yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, but, but look, it is what it is. It was is. a really enjoyable watch along. It was. Yeah, it was. And I'll tell you what, I shall I tell you what, shall I tell you what really makes it, guys? The chat. Yeah. And we say it all the time. We've got the most knowledgeable people in our chat. Yeah, we do. Guys, do you remember there was one thing we, 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 we asked ourselves? Laura Duffy. Laura Duffy. And Laura Duffy had the answer before, like before the question yeah, was even asked. The question before the yeah. questions. So it's amazing. But look, the general flow of the chat, the general respect in the chat, first and foremost, it's it's brilliant, and it makes it it makes our life so much easier. You know, yeah. the the knowledge is brilliant, and and it was fun. I must admit, I had come back from a, f uh, a football session after fifteen years, my first football session yeah, after fifteen years. <sighs> yeah. So I needed some soothing. Yeah. And, uh, Where yeah, was the Brisbane Road? 
No, no, it was, uh, I'll tell you where it was. I'll tell you where it was. Hackney it was Marshes. behind the college. No, listen to this one. It was behind the college um, that David Beckham went to. All right. There you go. David yeah, Beckham so went to it's college. A, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like, <laughs> oh, he's well done. I'm really wanting this a bit. Yeah, David yeah. Beckham did, did you score? College. Did you score? Did you manage to get on the score? You, you, I explained this on the, uh, on, on the show yesterday. So you're trying to wind me up again, right? And so I'm not going to fall for the bait. But I didn't score. It's the first time in my life I've not scored at six aside. I was a shambles. I was a disgrace. Uh-huh. I've said all this. But listen, I'm I'm here to tell the tale, which is the main thing. That's it. But yeah, look, it was brilliant. I think I think we we it was a good start, and let's see how it goes. That's what we're going to say for now. Yeah. Dylan O'Rourke's looking ahead. for a slap here. Um, he says, "I once likened both, I once likened both of the trippers Anton Deck, but reconsidered and ended with the trippers equivalent of Jedward." Um, so I th- I think he thinks Grizz are like Jedward. No, he thinks yeah, me and me and Chris yeah, are like yeah. Jedward because he said it um, last week as well on the okay. Argentina. Um, don't say that. Jesus, don't. After Grizz has had a bad night at the Sixers, so don't be saying stuff yeah. like that. You know. Now yeah, John or Edward, yeah. John Williams yeah. and Edward Williams. But um, look, all jokes aside. The, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That, I'm going to be honest. Avi and Grizz and Keith came to me with that and said, the copper, you've done, you've done a semi final, didn't you? Jordan? The boys did. The boys yeah, the two done. lads did it. And they said, look, I think we should do the final. And Keith said, I'll jump on, but only for Argentina are in it. And they went and done it. I set it up and I left them to it. And like, literally, I think when it ended, there was 15,000 were at the watching. And this morning it was 45. Yeah. And it would be very easy for us to turn around and go, oh, watch along, look at our anti great and go for it. But we're not going to promise it and then not be able to deliver. So we will bring you some throughout the season. That's all we're going to say. Yeah. And when we get a chance and when we're available, we'll, we'll ask around every game. But if, if there's no one around, we won't say anything. If there is people around, we will try to bring them to you, okay? Because it seems yeah. like the air chat enjoy them, which is cool. Yeah. Um, Gav, if um, I may, if, if mm, I may, Gav, and uh, you, you may. can stop me at my... Uh, you can stop me in my If you mention Haiti again, you're getting bleeding. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I would love to do a Gold Cup if we get to the semis or final as the US. But Sweet. if, um, I tell you what, if, if Liverpool, the first game that Liverpool play at 12.30 kickoff, it will be 4.30 in the morning my time on Saturday mm-hmm. morning. I'll be happy to put my hand up and say, oh, I can, I would love to host that show. If a okay. 4.30 kickoff for me. So it might be a if, mad one because I'll literally just wake up and just put it on. If, as I said, if we get people that are available from game to game or, you know, a couple of games next season, we will go and do it. But as I said, I'm just not making promises to viewers, and then yeah. it doesn't happen, and that because it's not fair, you know the sort of way. So we will, we'll, um, it's a work in progress, and we we'll see how it goes. Is that all right? Yeah. Um, Keith, Lionel Messi just confirmed last night what everyone already knew that he is probably the greatest player to ever play the game. Um, yeah, we're delighted for him. I was, Gav. I was. To be honest, like. Um, I just touched on it earlier that I've said that I didn't think the quality of the the Euros was great, and I, I genuinely don't. I think there was a few exciting games due to the poor quality. The copper was excellent. The final wasn't. Do you know what I mean? We watched the match last night. It wasn't a great game. Messi certainly wasn't great. <clears throat> but you know, he comes away from that tournament as the standout player, and it wasn't a token gesture. 
you know, he finally wins one, give him all the awards. He was brilliant in the other games. Yeah, he he's was. the top scorer, top assists. You know, he's he's a sensational footballer. And, you know, it's it's harsh because I always felt, you know, Ronaldo won the Euros at, at Port, with Portugal and it was sort of used against Messi that he never done it. And it was always harsh because that was Messi's fourth Copa final. Mm-hmm. He was in a World Cup final. He never got over the line. And it was like, he's, he's been the player of the tournament in these tournaments. Do you know what I mean? It's not like he stunk mm-hmm. it out or anything. Yeah, he's he's been brilliant. And he's just been let down by maybe the supporting cast. And I was delighted for him to get across because, uh, to get across the line because, you know, it, it, it doesn't change his legend or his player, the player he is by winning it and not winning it. But it just takes away a, a stick that's used to beat him. Do you know what I mean? And and yeah. that was what I was waiting for. It's it lets him, you know, it, he, he goes down in Argentina where he's probably not as loved as people might think because he never played in Argentina. He went to Barcelona as a 13 year old or yeah. something like that. He played for Newell's old boys in the youth teams, but he, he sort of just went and, and skipped. Whereas the Argentinians love the players that are playing Boca Juniors, River Plate and on San Lorenzo, Lassing, all these teams. So it does, there's a sort of a, a disconnect really with Messi and the Argentinian people. And I think that was what they needed and what he needed to cement his legend over yeah. there. And I was just delighted. It was, for, it was for the good of football that Messi won that. And that sounds real cheesy, but it really was because he's the best player to ever play the game. There's never been any people say Maradona. And look, that's fair enough. Maradona is nowhere near Messi. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's Messi is just a ridiculous, ridiculous footballer. And I'm just happy that he done it. But, you know, some people will say, oh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. And that's fine. If you like Ronaldo, Ronaldo's a physical specimen. He's he's a, an athlete, you know what I mean? And and there's not many, there's no one like him. It's not the type of player that I like. It's nothing to do with Ronaldo because he played for Manchester United. It's just not the type of player I like. I like a creative player and Messi is just the, the pinnacle of that. So, yeah, I was chuffed. It sort of meant tonight's game... I've been not anti-England, let's say, but I just haven't been as hyped on them through the tournament. And I genuinely didn't give a shit if they won tonight because I was just focused on Messi getting the title last night, if you know what I mean. Today's match was sort of irrelevant to me, really. Yeah. Chris, um, does he go down as the best? Does does, does any... as Keith said, there's any kind of mud that can be thrown in with regards to international football, that disappears now after, after last night. Does that just cement his place as, as the best for you? You'd, I think it was. I think for the. I think for 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 this for this age of social media, where where a lot of people look at titles won, trophies won, major international trophies won. If you're judging it on, if you're judging it on sort of ability, and you look at the numbers, and and will they ever be even remotely close? And will anyone get in remotely close? You can't say anyone anywhere near the types of numbers these guys have. Again, when it comes to sort of best player or your favourite player, it's very subjective. As Keith yeah. exactly said, it's the style of player that you each individual likes. Like, I will never, ever argue with Keith saying Messi is the greatest player in the world. But cool. for me, but yeah, but for me, it's Maradona. I know yours is, yeah. yeah. That's fair so, I, I, exactly. And that's because I grew up in the era of Maradona and his, you know, when I'm, you start noticing what football is all about, and I, I, I done a, I done another magnificent tweet the other day, which got a few thousand likes. Where I said, um, "Standard I'd, issue for you, Chris." I, I'd, I'd, I'd actually, if it was now, Gaff, he's one of those players, Gaff, that I would, I would leave everything, and go and watch him play everywhere in the world. Like yeah. that's what I thought of him. That's how what. That's the kind of player he was for me. Like if I could afford it, 
I would I would just leave my family, kids, everyone. <laughs> Make sure she's not watching then. No, I would. Yeah. I would. No, I'm saying it. Leave my leave my friends, including Avi. I would just go and watch this guy play as much as I could anywhere in the world. That's what Maradona meant to me. But again, you know, that's individual. But Messi's Messi, the Messi Ronaldo debate, Gav. It's never, in my opinion, it was never a debate. Again, I harsh as this may sound on some people in the chat, but that's why I'm here to be. I'm here to speak my mind and not milk my words. If I usually base my, um. I usually base other people's football knowledge on their on their opinion on Messi and Ronaldo. And the only thing I would say, the only thing I would say about Ronaldo is I think I think Ronaldo like you you, you know about Messi he was he was really small as a kid and had to build him up and all this sort of stuff and he like you say he knew his old boys he goes to Barcelona and you see him torn up at the back end of the Ronaldinho era, era there and he's just he, he was unbelievable and he he scores one goal where he gets on the halfway line in the in the camp you now and he just. Fucking tears through a team, beats the keeper, the whole lot. It was very reminiscent. Yeah, it was very reminiscent of that. Yeah, and and he was just the thing about the thing for me with Messi was he was so he could see a pass, he could do all sorts of stuff. He he just had everything in his locker. Ronaldo for me, his evolution has been brilliant because when he turns up at United in two thousand and three, I think four maybe, um, he's this show pony, loads of step overs. End product wasn't always there, yeah. and Ferguson bashes it into him. A scrawny young fella as well. Yeah, wasn't he, he wasn't the specimen that he is now. No, he wasn't. He was a scrawny young kid with the with the wavy hair, and yeah. he was. I think he comes on and makes a debut of Fulham, away, home to Fulham, and he turns them inside out. But then crosses were going into the Stratford end and all sorts, and then he just Ferguson molds him. But then, he, but then he's out and out and out winger, and then he goes to be a goal scorer and wide forward, and then he becomes. Just a goal scorer. He goes to Madrid, and they see it, and they put him in the middle. And you know, he's just—it's a brilliant, brilliant evolution from from Ronaldo. But when I think about all round, all just the best. I, I've and look, I Maradona was an absolute genius, but I, I think Messi just pips him. I really do for entertainment. Um, Wizard says there, and he mentions the name of Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho was fucking outrageous. Um, yeah. but we could we could have this conversation all night. But for me. What Messi wins a, a copa there last night, and it's like that's it. That's the cherry on top now of everything yeah. he's done. He's won a copa. Now he may keep going, and he, he will, and he go to Qatar, and he might have a go at that. And if he puts a World Cup on top, but well, what are we going to say? You know what yeah. I mean? But he's absolutely unbelievable. Um, some before we move off that, Cav, somebody mm-hmm. said it recently. It could have been on one of the shows um, that Messi Ronaldo is the perfect role model for your kids as a footballer. If you have a kid modelled him on Ronaldo because Ronaldo trained and walked as hard as anyone ever walked to mm. get to the top. Yeah. Right? Ronaldo didn't have the, the... Messi had the ability. Messi was God-given. He still walks hard, but you can't train your kid to be like Messi. He's either a fucking wonder kid or he's not. Ronaldo, he obviously had the skill, but he had to walk hard. And I've never seen a player walk as hard as Cristiano Ronaldo to get to the top and I would never you know I'm not a Ronaldo fan I'll put my hand up and say that he's not a player who excites me but the walk he put in to get there is absolutely phenomenal and that to me what sets him apart from nearly everybody else is that he walked to get to that so you can walk hard and get to a level but he walked hard and got to the blade and pinnacle you know what I mean so you can't knock him for that yeah absolutely Avi um, the copper I know you watched a lot of it Um, did the best team win it for you? 
Yeah, they did on the whole. They did. They did win it. They started to turn up after the group stages, um, Argentina. So yeah, they did deserve to win it. I thought Messi. I think we said it yesterday on the yesterday show. He, he had a bit of a stinker yesterday. He had that great chance towards the end. Um, I thought Rodrigo de Paul. I thought he was brilliant. Otamendi. Full props to him. He was defended magnificently. Put a little karate style kick on Neymar as well towards the end. But no, the best team won, and Messi's got his sort of chapter. Um, you know, with Argentina and full credit to Scaloni as well, you know, the ex-West Ham boy yeah. uh, who played against us in the 2006 <laughs> FA Cup final. And no, full credit. And uh, he will probably see him in Qatar next season, uh, next year as well, the World Cup. So you never know. You never know. You might just add the big one. Yeah. yeah. Um, moving away from international football, um, congratulations to Argentina and Italy. Commiserations to England and Brazil and both those finals. But moving away from that, um, Grizz, we are being linked with every fucking midfielder on the planet. Okay, every time I turn around, it's a different name. So I want to go through a few. Now, you've probably done this on Thursday night, but I don't care. It's Sunday. It's the start of a new week. So I want to start with, um, for, first you mentioned for Rodrigo de Paul last night. Um, what a midfielder he is, by the way. Uh, but I want to start with um, Saul Niguez. Is am I saying that right? Niguez. Yeah. Um, so Saul linked... Bids, wages, well, it's all going on, it's all going on. The latest one I've seen is that Barcelona are trying to swap him with Griezmann. Now, the only way I think that works at the moment is if Griezmann leaves on about a million quid a week and Saul comes in and plays for a tenner at Barcelona yeah. to solve their issue. But Grizz, Saul Negrez, um, what what are we thinking? Because his net, the reason I'm asking that, I want, to, I want to kind of get a feel on this player because there's another player I want to bring up in a second. Um... So, yeah, we did discuss it on Thursday, and I think it was unanimous. It was us three, wasn't it, Keith? Yeah. It was Keith, Steve. Yeah. And Steve. Yeah. Oh, Steve, sorry, yeah. And I think it was unanimous that of all the midfielders that we've been linked with this season so far, um, Saul Niguez is probably the most polished. Is that is that a word of, way of saying it, Avi, Keith? Yeah, that's yeah, good He's, he's, he's absolutely immaculate in everything he does, in my opinion. Um, so he's 26. Um, so that usually means he's probably in the prime of his career or coming into the prime years. I, why Liverpool fans have, have, have brought up his age is beyond me. When you get linked with youngsters, they say we need to buy players that are ready for now. And now that we're getting linked for players that are ready for now, we're saying oh, we need to build for the future. So, you know, the Liverpool fan base can be a bit weird on, on, on the old social media. But Gav, this guy's um yeah, he's he reminds me uh, he's he's everything. He's left footed, which is which is what we really need as well my, for that balance. We've we've not got many left footers in a whole squad, yeah. especially from a central area. Uh we've got Robbo obviously wide, we've got Shaq who plays, you know, supposedly wide as well. We this key, this geezer gives us a a strength a left footed strength uh, in in central midfield area. He can do it all. He's got a crack on him, which we could do with as well. We lack goals from midfield, especially sorry, lack goal. Well, we lack goals from midfield, but especially strikes from outside the box. Yeah, and this geezer's got a crack on him. Um, but yeah, um, I think his I think the interest is very real. I think the interest is very real. I think. We've obviously, um, through agents, through intermediaries, realised or found out that he's available for sale. So that's a positive. 
because you don't want to try to go in for a player that's not for sale and then they can name their price and then negotiations end there. There's a willingness from Atletico to, to sell and there's a willingness from us to buy. Um, from what I know, uh, Klopp has spoken to him and that's a, usually a very good sign. Now, I know he spoke to Werner and that didn't come off, but when he speaks to players, that's usually a very good sign. So I'm I'm fairly positive. I'm fairly I'm fairly you know confident that if 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 the desire is there from both parties, we should, we should be able to thrash out a deal for this for this guy. Grace touched on something there, yeah. Gav, before we move off this, yeah. and it's the rumor of the Griezmann soul swap. It's it's a nice idea, but Griezmann earns eight hundred grand a week. Do you know what I mean? That's his salary at Barcelona. Now, if he's to move. Atletico are not going to give him 800,000 a week. You wouldn't think in any way. Like every club is in financial trouble. I don't know if that's just a bit of, um, you know, mischievous rumor mongering that's going on. I mean, I don't know how that financially can work without a payoff to, to Griezmann if he's to go. How, how, how Griezmann lives without Barca having to shell in millions to him for his contract. So to me, I think that stinks of a, of a smoke screen. I, we spoke about Saul. I think he's he's ready made. He's like of the sort of Tiago ilk in the sense. That's oh. not, I'm not comparing him to Tiago. I'm just saying he is ready made. Do you know what I mean? He's not a, a project or a you know a, a, a blood of men. He's one that comes in and immediately, immediately is staking a claim in that midfield in Air Force Eleven. And if I give to get that across the line, I think it's a, a sensational deal. The reason I'm asking is um while the salt stuff is going on, um, the name again has popped up at Yuri Tielemans. And mm. this was this was quite hot uh, before the Euro started, if you remember. And then there was rumour he was signing a new deal at Leicester. <coughs> and he didn't. He went off to the Belgian camp for Euro 2020. And now it's back up. Yuri Tielemans' name seems to, be, seems to be going around again and 60 million quid being mentioned. Avi, I'm getting the impression, and I've said, I said this to you privately, and I might have said it on one or two shows, that if Liverpool have deals that they want to be done, I think they're very close to being done before the ball's kicked at the Euros. That's my opinion. I think the salt stuff is coming out because Rodrigo De Paul will go to Atletico. Um, there's talk of um, air former player. Uh, Luis Alberto. Yeah, Luis Alberto's yeah. in the mix now as well. Uh, maybe the salt ones come out, out a bit out of the blue, but Avi, for you, is the Tailman stuff just coming up because, oh, Liverpool look like they're really interested in the midfielder. Let's just throw another one in the hat that was there four or five weeks ago. Is that your opinion or, or do you still think Tailman's is a possibility? The names being banded about, the midfielders that we've linked with, you'd imagine that any one of them can come. So we've had Basuma, we've had the Neuhauses, we've had the Tillemans, really we've had the um, Rodrigo de Pools, Tillemans. I think you mentioned one, Pedri was even mentioned. So the, the players that we're being linked with, it, it does show you that Liverpool are showing content. I, I can't see Tillemans myself, Gav, at Liverpool. Um, I, I just don't see, I think he does fit in our system, but I don't see how we part with 60 million because Leicester will want big money. They're not in any rush to sell. Yes. I did find the Tillemans celebration at the FA Cup final a bit weird. Um, considering he's got two years to run his contract unless he's had a gentleman's agreement with the Leicester board and Brendan and whoever is part of their committee and said, look, I do really want to go up to that next level, with, which is a top four team. Um, for me, I would love Saul, but I think, and I think Grizz tweeted it today and we mentioned it on Thursday, I think there's an array of players now 
that you'd never think in previous summers were available by their clubs who are becoming available now, like Saul. Saul's a very, I know he started off at Real Madrid, but he's a very much of a athletic, 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 Atletico Madrid boy. Like, you know, he's been there for the last sort of eight, nine years, 10 years. And now all of a sudden he's available, whether Simeone doesn't fancy him anymore or whatnot. But there are a quality players who are becoming available at the right price too. Goretzka, you know, he his name was mentioned about 10 days ago. Yeah. So, yeah, I just don't see Tillemans, but look... I'm sure Tillemans would jump at the chance for Liverpool. And if Liverpool feel that, you know, if Liverpool thought there is a possibility of getting a deal done between 50 million to 60 million, then I'm sure they'd jump at it. But I think there's a lot of targets that have made us think, wait a minute, if he's become available, maybe we should go there. And then another one's come available a few days later. Maybe, you know, I think at the moment it's a bit of a cat and mouse myself. I absolutely, yeah. absolutely agree. I, 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 first, that's, yeah, that's... First, first for everything, Degris. That's that's why I disagree with with Gav's uh, opinion that deals are already in place. And oh, sorry, I do agree that deals are in place, but I don't think a decision has been made to sort of, especially in that central midfield area, because of the fact that there are players becoming available that we didn't probably think were available. Like if you if Saul Niguez, as Avi says, is an Atletico Madrid boy, like they gave him a seven, nine year contract. Nine year, yeah. A nine-year deal, so that's obviously through an intermediary. We've we've come to know that he is available. So this, therefore, plans are f- that our favourite word, fluid. And I think it's one of those summers where you a lot of cat and mouse, and you've got to show a lot of patience, but a lot of bravery because it's an absolute market for buyers. Just on this contract thing with Saul, because I know a lot of people are saying um, he's on 280 to 300. He isn't on that much. Um, There's a guy who put a report out on Twitter. It was translated in English, but he actually, the actual start of that nine year contract actually started at 110,000. So if you go two years from there, he must be on about 130, 40 right now. And then it will gradually go up depending on his obviously success and longevity at the club. The beauty of your soul is that it's a it's a, a money ball signing or an FSG signing because he's not a 30 or 40 million pound player. Do you know what I mean? In the current market, Saul is a much bigger one. But because he what? was able to team a bit last season. Yeah. And would you have concerns over that? No, none whatsoever. But Keith, this kidney, it doesn't seem as if, I know he got knocked to it, but there is, the there, does, there does seem to be a bit of a issue there. Because people are saying that he didn't run as much last year either in Atletico. He's only Atletico. missed seventeen games in eight years. Do you know what I mean? Seventeen games in eight years isn't a isn't no. a big concern, you know. Considering he had a kidney problem for two years of that, I don't know. I think it's I think it's one that you know Atletico tried to change their style. They <clears> changed <throat> their tack. They had players that came in. They brought in Llorente from Real Madrid and. Um, I just think Saul, who played a wide a lot as well, like he played on the the, the wide midfield um, for Atletico. Uh, I just think he maybe fell out under Simeone. Simeone is a temperamental manager as well. Koke was out of the team for a while. You know, he, he does sort of drop them a bit. And I just think this is where you pounce and you get a player for way below his market value, way below his market value. And if I you think- can get it done, but compared like, to with Tielemans for 67, yeah, because not go near Tielemans if you get Saul. It's very interesting to me because Jono says there Saul was linked with City and United, United predominantly, I think, yeah. um, 12 months ago for 70 to 80 million. And I, I remember seeing United fans absolutely drooling over this guy. Yeah. And they thought he was going to be the marquee signing of last summer. Yeah. And do you remember he said he was making an announcement yeah. and he, he started an e-fucking club or whatever you call them. Yeah. Um, and it was it was great crack. But to see it go from 70 to 80 down to rumoured 40, 45, 
I don't know. The first thing I think is, what's the contract? And the second thing is, you know, has he been able to decide? And why has he been able to decide? Is a form, is it a falling out with a manager? I like to kind of know these things because if the lack of form or he's, you know, not running as much, is there a problem <clears> there? Are we putting 45 million on the table as a bit of a risk? You know, um, Grizz, just what for I, you though. I'm just going to quickly finish that, sorry. I was going to say, Gav, what what I usually look for is is fan fans' reactions. Mm-hmm. And Atletico Madrid fans are up in arms yeah. okay. about the thought of Saul leaving. And that's always usually a good indication. So, for example, you know, like with Ginny leaving for Liverpool, yeah. mm-hmm. we had we had a kind of a... Is it fair to say a slight split in the camp? Some was like, we're happy to let him go. You know, he's about to run out of petrol. And some were saying, no, let's keep him, let's keep him. It's pretty unanimous with Saul. Yeah. The fans are like in uproar. So that's usually a good sign. And again, I, I genuinely think um, that he's one of those that's popped up on the radar and, and you just don't not try and get a player of Saul's quality. Okay. You look at Genie's last year with us, actually, he wasn't great. You know what I mean? He was ever present, but his, mm. his game realistically had, had dipped. He was in doing a lot of running. So players can have a season where they may be a bit off the boil and need a new challenge. And that could be all it is with Saul. You know, yeah. a lot of miles on the Simeone clock intensity. I know Klopp is, is very similar. Yeah. But Simeone's a scream in your face merchant and he looks like he'd have a scrap with you as well if you did mm. do what you were told. So it, it could be an intense thing there and he just needs a new change. But that's that's all guesswork. Yeah, um, I want to just move on to the forward areas because um, um, I hope I say this right because Avi goes fucking mad. But Malin um, or Malin, um, Mal- go on, Avi. Malin. So I've been corrected myself by a few on the comments. Is Daniel Malin? Okay, Malin. Malin. Okay, Malin. Malin doesn't matter. Tomato, um, tomato. Whatever. It's yeah. Malin. We've had a Dutch contingent in the chat confirming Malin. Okay, Malin. Okay, Malin again. The talk has come out over the last couple of days, and this is just what I'm seeing because when I flick onto Twitter, I just keep seeing these names, and I take a note of them. And, you know, read a couple of threads, and there seems to be a lot of people talking about them. He's been linked again, and the talk is 40 million in around that number as well. And now the talk was is that he was going to go to Borussia Dortmund as a replacement for Jaden Sancho. That hasn't happened yet. Um, Keith, I come to you. Does he suit us, Danielle Malin Malin? Malin does suit us, yeah, he does. He's he's the sort of profile I think will be good. A lot of people are screaming for uh, somebody that replaces Bobby, and I don't think we necessarily need someone to replace Bobby because I think Jota can come in, and if Bobby is out of the team, I think you can start next season with Mane, Salah and Jota in an ideal world, and that's a good, strong front line. So if you bring in a Malin, he can develop in the background. Right. I, I like the idea of that he can play central, he can play with. Right. So he's a good profile. He's one that can come in. And I think he's good enough to come in and get into the team and, and do bits. You know what I mean? Is he the right player? I don't know. I, I don't know if it's um if the rumors are, are correct. There's a lot of talk of Lavich. And whether we go for that type of player, if we replace a Rigi with a Rigi like as in, you know, six foot two, six foot three, that can move. I don't know if Klopp wants that profile, and Malin isn't that. Malin is very much sort of in the Timo Werner mould, and that might sound a bit, you know, damning him with fame praise, but he's a player who's he's pacey enough, he can play wide, he can play centrally, he's a good player. Do you know what I mean? Young Timo Werner at Stuttgart was a cracking player, played wide a lot of the time. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It's not the player that's at Chelsea now, and he could be better for them next season. Do you know what I mean? But I think he'd be of that sort of that ilk. Whereas I think from looking at the rumors and you're hearing names and you're hearing the likes of Veghorst and Isaac and all getting getting mentioned, I think Vlavic is the more maybe realistic target. But I could be wrong. You know, mm. I could be wrong on that. The boys will know more than me. Um, Avi, one other player in the in the in the news this week um, was Harvey Elliott. Signed a new long-term deal at Liverpool. Um, looking well in his jersey. He got a haircut. He's, he's doing all the right things. Um, what do you see for him? Because, you know, the, the word coming out from a couple of journalists that they're not looking at alone from next season. They feel he could be part of the first-team squad. Um, do you agree with that? Or would you look for a loan? Look for a loan. Look for another loan. Um, preferably to a premiership team now. Um, I, know, I think a Norwich would be a great fit for him. I like Daniel Farke. I like the way he plays football. Um, they've got some good talent. Um, and they try to play, like, not similar style. Naive but, football, like, they play. Na- naive football, yeah. Naive football. But hopefully, like, you know, they've they've learned from that first experience um, from a couple of years ago when they were in the premiership. So I, would lo- I think that would be a great move for him. I think he's a cut above the championship. But um, no, I'd like to see him uh, in the Premiership on a loan, though. I don't think he's ready yet. Another year, um, let him put some stats up in the Premiership and then uh, go full poke the season after. In terms of Malin, I've said if if the big, big target is not attainable, um, I'm not going to mention his name again, then Vlahovic next would be great would be a great option for me. I think I'm very impressed with every time that I see him at Fiorentina, um, seeing more and more clips of him. I do like the player. I think he's different to what we currently have. Um, and another player that I've mentioned to Grizz for quite a while now, months on end, um, he does have a bit of an attitude problem, but um, Luis Diaz, who's had a great tournament for Colombia, really scored some great goals. Um, I think he's a workhorse. I think he's the s- most similar to Bobby um, in terms of work rate, being a pest, linking up play with the midfield. I, I would absolutely love Luis Diaz. Malin, I-, I just would stay clear. I just don't rate him, unfortunately. Mm. Um, it's interesting because I disagree with John Harvey Elliott. I think I think he's perfect now to come back in and be around the squad and and give him cup games and and do you know the way they've treated Kelleher and Curtis Jones where they've kept them around the squad and given him a couple of games? I think it, I think it fast tracks him even more. He's been out on loan and the fact that he's got first team football, albeit at a championship level, but I think coming back, listen, he's he's a seventeen year old kid and he went and he was just raved about in the champion in the championship raved about and never i never heard anything about he lacked pace or he was thrown off the ball i never heard anything like that it was just he's such a good footballer and i think the fact that he's been out on loan and he's proven himself on loan i don't know i don't know if a premier league move does him that good i think i'd give him a spot on the squad i probably would and um, to be perfectly honest with you i'm not asking him to play 25 30 games next season but i think even if he was to get 10 15 FA Cup games and League Cup games. Sorry to interrupt, but we don't get fired in those competitions. No, no, I know we don't. No, I know we don't. I know we don't. But if you look, if you look at the, you could have him on the bench, no problem. In my opinion, 
I think you could have him on the bench. I think if, if Klopp wanted to really develop him, he could say, I have a goalkeeper, I have five other players and I'm putting him on. I genuinely believe that. And I think, do you know something? It may be a case of keeping him in the squad this season and send him next, because there's no problem doing alone next season after a year with us to see you're at the championship, here's our level, you're not quite at it, go out and do it again and come back and then we'll have a look because he's just signed a new long-term deal. So you wasted a year, you wasted a year. No, you haven't. No, you, you haven't. Be no, games again. No, because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because if you if you sent him out on a championship loan, right, which they have done, and he's proven himself, and you take him back and you go, oh, we're sending you out on a Premier League loan now, you're not giving him a chance to show how he's progressed for you. Yeah. So what, what I'm saying is if you bring him back from the championship and you say, right, you're staying in the squad this season, no matter what, you're staying in the squad next season, you're going to be around the squad, i.e. like Kelleher, like Curtis Jones, like Nico Williams, and we're going to keep you in there, and you're going to get games here and there, in the league, off the bench, wherever it might be. And come the end of the season, you know, we, we go at a rate of 100, but you're currently at 85. Right, we give you a, we, we can't keep you here for another year. We You need to get more football at a higher level, and we'll go and give you more football, and then come back. He's 17 years of age. Yeah. There's loads of time to, to put him in the squad for a year, in my opinion, to assess him. And not only assess him, but people think you go into a squad and oh, they just have a look at you. They don't. They push you. They absolutely push you to see. They challenge you all the time. You see in the last season, Curtis Jones, Milner on him all the time. On the, all yeah. the time. Bang, bang, bang. Can you hit it? Can you hit it with your left foot? Can you hit it with you? They're constantly at you. And he might get a shock to the system and it might hurt for six, eight, ten months. But it'll be. I think it'd be more beneficial now to keep him around, show him what level he has to get to while he's around these players. That's just my opinion. We'll have to wait and see. But Grizz, leading on from that, there's a lot of talk around our Liverpool looking to sell before they buy and stuff like that. Now, I don't I don't genuinely believe that. You know, they've signed Ibrahim Kanati for 36 million. They're linked with players around the 40, 45 million mark. How many of them come through? I don't know. But Origi and Shaqiri seem to be the two. Um, there was word last week that Origi, he could stay. Um Shakiri, I think, is getting interest. Make a couple of clubs in Spain. I think Lazio as well. <laughs> Do the sales of these? Does Harvey Elliott's spot depend on the sales of these? And does the amount of money we spend on a forward depend on these? Whether they stay or whether they go. So, so to buy, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. It's business. Yeah. So hmm. when there's business, it's there is selling and there's buying. Yeah. It's not, if we don't sell any, we won't buy anyone. But naturally, obviously, as we're a business, and you know, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, um, the more money we make, of course it affects sort of how much we buy and how many we buy. Um, I, I, did you, do you want my view on um, the Harvey you can give me, You can give me a view on Malin, you can give me a view on Harvey Elliott, and yeah, you can my, give me a view on who you feel will go or... How it affects. Now we, um, now we, won't, we won't bore the viewers, listeners, because we've spoke about these kind of players on the on the Thursday. Gruich, of course, close to part of it. I think I think Gruich, I think Gruich goes this week. Um, I think we get. I think we see movement in outgoings this week for sure. I'm pretty certain, at least one outgoing this week. So we'll have an idea of where we are. But in terms of Harvey Elliott, I've got a controversial opinion, and you know it. Obviously, Sell speaking him. private. See, this is what I mean, and then you're going to start picking on me on Twitter. Well, I didn't say that. You know, he starts he starts picking on me on Twitter now, Keith. He's getting really bold. No, yeah. I'm picking on Twitter. You start going <laughs> no, on as if, as if as if this man is second coming of God's so, and this is the same fella that you wanted to sell. That's all I said. 
Okay. And you so, said you were really excited about Matt being fully fit. You want Matt to be with the club as well. I'm not picking okay, on you. I'm so, just pointing out what you've said. Fact is so, fact. So this gives me a chance to explain and give context because <sighs> you, we know that's my middle name. Yeah. Um, I done a tweet, guys, and I noticed Keith, you just very quickly sided with Gav there, even though I called you out to help me, right? Which is <laughs> all right, no problem. But no, um, it'll be tell me the facts, Chris. Tell me the I'm facts. Gonna, I'm gonna tell you the facts. And I've you there as well. So the facts are that I'm very excited mm. about preseason, which is starting tomorrow officially. Liverpool are back. And it's been reported and, and obviously we read that they're all back in terms of Matip, Konate, Virgil, and Joel for preseason training. And you had Mane and Salah. And I said, wow. It's brilliant to have them all back at the start of preseason. No tournaments, had a long rest. I'm so excited for the season. Now, Gav obviously took that sort of meaning I'm being two-faced as opposed to why are you excited to see Mane? Well, of course I am. I love Mane. I absolutely love Mane. And everyone knows I do. You wanted them sold. I wanted him sold in a fantasy game that you no, bloody no, made the rules. No, it wasn't a fantasy right? game. You, see, you made the rules. It wasn't a fantasy game. I said to you, I now, want you. I want you. I want you. I go and find the show. I said to you, you are Michael Edwards. You make your decisions as to oh, what so you I'm would do. Michael Edwards. Edwards. That's not fantasy. That, right? that, that was that was the show. <laughs> not some. Sense I asked here. you. I asked you. If I was to put you in control of Liverpool this summer for transfers, what would you do? And you sold Sadio Mane. For who? Don't care who you sold him for. Oh, it does care. It does matter. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Of course you're it does. You're only excited to see him now. So if I sell Mane... excited because if, someone else stood you up. If I, say, if I sell Mane for Marlon, then you can have a go at me for, for saying Mane's name. But right. if I sell Mane for Mbappe, like I did yeah. in this fantasy game... That you the ordered, fantasy game? That you ordered me to play... <laughs> No, I didn't oh, order you to play. Oh, you ordered me to play. You're a, you're a middle-aged man. You're a, you're a I'm senior. I'm not Michael Edwards, you have guys. You and you live many think, miles from me. I can't make many you do anything. Think, many think I am Michael Edwards, but it was a game. I'm not actually Michael Edwards, which makes it a fantasy game. But anyway, we won't go into the, the, the semantics of it all. How excited um, are you to see, Matt? I'm very. <laughs> yeah? Uh, look, fully fit. Look, I'm, I'm, look as, as, as long as a Liverpool player is a Liverpool player and they're fit, Start season. I'm excited, Gav. I'm, I'm like a kid at Christmas. I can't wait to see the content this week of the players. Now, as I said, I agree. If Matip, if it was my choice, if I was Michael Edwards and I got an offer for Matip, I would have sold him. So you're not that we, may, we may still find that he gets sold. We never know. But look, with the preseason stuff, I can't fucking wait, guys. Don't know about you guys. I'm absolutely buzzing. Yeah. You see the main man, you, uh, I put that picture up in the WhatsApp. You see the main man happy. And that's the thing that we're, we're, we're really working towards. You, a, a refreshed Jurgen Klopp is as, probably yeah. as good as a fucking any signing. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like he's had a great time over Yeah, 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 yeah. He does. Everybody's lashing him over on Twitter and all this. Yeah. Sign players. Jurgen's yeah. crashed out on a yacht having a smoke. Twenty Rotmans and eight cans. He's, oh, he's yeah. the best he is. But anyway, um, have you given me your opinion on Marlon and stuff? Or you sort Ma- of scared Ma- around it? No, I said. Yeah. No, I said. I said we've already crossed that. Marlon. Um, I don't think he ends up at Liverpool. I rate him. Uh, who, who didn't rate him? Avi didn't rate him. Yeah, I do rate him. He's something different. He's very much like a Bobby. Um, skillful. 
in tight situations, very pacey, which is not like Bobby, but in terms of his his, 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 his trickery, he's like Bobby. Um, but yeah, like Keith says, I don't think we're looking at uh, that profile of striker. I think we're looking at a different profile of striker. So let's see how it goes. I, I, don't, I, I think he ends up at Dortmund probably. Like yeah. um, Quick answer, yes or no. Um, Avi, do you expect the transfer window to kick into gear from tomorrow as the Euros and the Copa America are over? Been waiting for the last two weeks, but yes, I do. I do. Yeah, Keith. Yeah, I think you're going to see some big moves happening, and the domino start to fall. Okay, uh, Chris. Yeah, pal. Hundred uh, percent outgoings, mm. which, which according to some indicates money in the coppers, which indicates purchases. Mm. But yeah, okay. definitely, I think it kicks off now. We, we know, we know, Jurgen likes to have players nice and early for training and everything pre-season training so I expect 100% to get a player in the next two weeks this little Luis Alberto situation is worth keeping an eye on isn't it Alatio yeah he's he, we have a 20% sell on 40% 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30% oh, 40% and, and it's the it's the sell on it's not the it's not the profit no it's 30% so they value him at 60 million yeah. so they're saying Liverpool get 18, 18 to 20 on him I just yeah. want to clear up something that was on Twitter that journalist that made that that scenario that scenario and it went viral. He actually yeah. follows me, and we, we spoke, and yeah. he said, and he said it was just a, it was just you a blocked, have you? Nah, uh, you know, he followed me within so, twelve hours, so you know, I let him off. But but he's actually said that was tongue in cheek. He actually made up that scenario as a what an amazing scenario that would be, and then people took it for gospel and said, it was a scenario, wasn't it? Yeah, 40 chess yeah. But it, is, it, it sort of is a realistic scenario because Atletico are interested I, I in, in Luis Alberto. And if they do buy him, we get a chunk of that money. And then Lazio are interested, have always been would interested that, in Shakiri. Would, would that bring you down to the fact that uh, Saul is 40 million because he's had a fall and he's out of favour? Because if they're looking at Rodrigo de Paul and they're looking at Luis Alberto, they're looking yeah. at 100 million quid. Yeah. If they pay what's being asked. That's 100 million. So that, that it's a 60 million outlay if it sells all of 40, 40 million. And people are saying that the, they feel the reason he's going for 40 is because they have money issues after after COVID and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's one to watch. Well. It could be one where he, he has, if he's a nine-year contract or whatever he has, there must be some sort of clause in there where he says, look, if I want to go after a certain amount of time, this is the price. Because who ties themselves to a club for nine years? I don't care how much you love them. You know what I mean? You don't tie yourself down for nine years. It's it's Unless you have some sort of, you know, Step by step, um, out. I suppose if you need it, so it's a strange one. But um, Grizz is really excited about John Matip and Sadio Mane, despite wanting them out of the club. Um, every every Liverpool player that wears that jersey, I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah. Unless um, unless unless Mbappe turns up and Mane, um, Grizz forgets his name within 24 hours. Uh, Avi, are you excited about preseason? Yeah, um, I think. <coughs> Is there a schedule already in place of who we're no, playing? Or is it just, just going to Austria? No, no, I know we're going to Austria. I know we've landed yeah. there, but is there a schedule no of fixtures, fixtures announced yet? No, no fixtures. It's going to be announced soon. The Austria um, tour is going to be announced, I think. Pretty sure we might be playing Salzburg. I've got a feeling that we'll probably give... Well, I think we'll be based in Salzburg. The last time we were there, we played... Um, we played Stuttgart over there. Remember the, the pitch was in yeah. it? Um, we did play Salzburg, didn't we? And we played somebody yeah. else. Um, I think we've done three games over there. Um, I expect them to do a couple of games and come back to England and play some games in England, um, maybe at home. But we'll have to wait and see. But you're excited, have you? Anyway, have you? Uh, free season friendlies are all over. 
Yeah, yeah, it's always exciting. It's always when they release uh, video content on the Liverpool channel, the website, um, all the youngsters coming back as well. Um, it's Mark good for all the players. Strutting the stuff in the first game. Yeah, well, yeah. he's playing in at the portal. He won't be there. Yeah, he's gone. But, no, it's good. Sorry. Uh Keith, are you excited about preseason? I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about preseason. It just gives you that buzz, doesn't it, of the football being back, of the Reds being back. As I think Riz said earlier, he's looking forward to all the content now of inside Anfield, all that sort of training stuff, everything brilliant. Cannot wait. But I'm more excited about the new jersey. It's amazing. This new away short that Liverpool have released. Mwah. I we love the tagline um, designed from stone. And I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's designed from 96, 97. There's lawyers. The whole range of stuff is amazing. Yeah, with range, a Nike yeah. really bleeding, smashing it. The jackets and stuff, you know. I'm, yeah. very, I'm very open to receiving it's the time of season for gifts coming up. Yeah. Like, if anybody. It's always a season for gifts, Kevin. Oh, like, well, it is for you. I'm sure it's the Chinese you. New Year coming up, so you know it might be for the yeah, Chinese. I'll check, I'll check the takeaway menu. It's usually on the back. Yeah. It's February. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. You're going to love this, guy. Hold on, it's actually Eid in two of weeks. Of course it is. How many years do you have? <laughs> so if anybody wants to give me a nice... Oh, oh, is it the away kit? Yeah, but Grizz, you're the horrible in it because of your size. You're the well, listen, well, <laughs> that's very sizest there of you. Yeah. Like, it's not like you uh, have you to be like sort yeah, of. Yeah, I've given it over. Will you? It's all it. Body oh, shame. Ramadan. <laughs> When's Ramadan? No, Ramadan's next year, but this is the. Oh, it's this is this two Eid for them. There's two Eids a year, and this is yeah. the one we've had. There's way Ramadan. more than that. That's the regret. No, there's two. Well, if there's only two, you're telling lies to me on yeah, regular, on the regular. Every, once, a month, once a month, you can say to me, mate, I can't, it's, it's eight. And I'm like, again? You know what yeah. I mean? It's every month. Well, look, listen, um, just come on, get my details. I'll Send me a DM, send me a tweet, and I'll give you my address. Get me a nice top. It'll look lovely on me. Forget about my size and all that. Have you? I don't know where that came from. <laughs> well, the, the new it. Windrunner jacket in the new yeah. colours, fantastic. Yeah, the stuff is, is amazing. Yeah. Under quid all over. It looks um right, Abby, anything else before we go? No, all good from me. Gonna look forward to America vs Haiti now at five PM. <laughs> so yeah. What what time is that on? That's at five, so in the next forty five minutes. Forty five minutes. I might have a look. One o'clock. Brush it on I won't have a look. And even I can't claim to know anything about that. Yeah, I know, yeah. Keith, anything else before we go? No, been a good week, Av. We've done a lot of stuff. Um How's the, before we move on, though, now you're going to bring it up, how's the Sienna stuff going? Uh, the Sienna stuff's going well. Um, I think we've nearly a 1,000 tickets sold, which is good. It's only a couple yeah. of days old, but the link is in the description, and it's our pinned tweet, and it's on our website, and it's everywhere. No matter where you want to find it, you can find it. And as I said, um, the way it's working out at the moment, we're being charged around 35 cent a uh, transaction, so we're being hit hard when people buy one ticket, but that's fine. And um, we've kind of budgeted for that. Um, but if someone you know spends a tenner, that we get 965 or something of it, so it's per transaction because the credit card companies and PayPal charge for all this sort of stuff. But it's up, to, I think, for every 500, 500 tickets we sell, we get about 400 quid back, which is grand, that's absolutely yeah. fine. But what I'm well, all we want people to do is check the link in the description, copy it, just send it around your WhatsApp groups, send it around, knock it on your Facebook, your Instagram, tell your mates about it. If you're having dinner with family, send it to them, text it to them. And, and if, if, well, I'll put it to this way if I give Keith the link and Keith gives a quid 
and sends it to Abby and he gives a quid and Abby sends it on to someone else and it keeps going. And if you can, if every person can send it on to five, six, ten people and three or four of those people buy a ticket, we'd sell out in no time. We'd sell out yeah. in no time. So um, it's it's a mammoth task, 53,394 yeah. tickets. It's huge. And it won't be done by tomorrow. Don't get me wrong unless someone mental comes in and says, give me 50,000 tickets. But it's... We're comfortable with the fact that it's going to take time. But all we're saying is, is that we're going to keep telling you about it. We're going to keep asking you to spread it, spread the word. And listen, give a quid. If you can give a quid, yeah. great. If you can't delete, just, if you can't do that, just send it on. Just send it on to as many people as you can. We've had Liverpool supporters clubs on to us telling us that they want to push it. I've had a guy on to me today who's in the chat. Um, I'm not going to give away his name, but he's in the chat. He's in the middle of setting up a company and he's basically the company is dedicated to giving some of their profits to charity and he wants CNS charity be, to be that charity until they reach the target and listen anything else we can get our hands on and run by the family and get okay by them um, listen we can we can absolutely make a walk but the, the GoFundMe is there as well if you want to go directly there and do that it's it's absolutely up to you so. and it's not about Liverpool it's not about no. the LFC day trippers this no. is about a young girl three years old Irish girl connected to someone through the podcast yeah and much like Keen. you know yeah very like Keen. and it's it's one that we feel is a good cause and it's about giving this young girl a chance you know what i mean and it doesn't have to be liverpool fans if you spread it if they're manchester united chelsea fans it's not a liverpool thing this is about no. helping a girl who needs help and it's yeah. just that we do it under the umbrella of liverpool because we're a liverpool channel but it's not you know you know liverpool specific spread this far and wide no and it's, it's not like it, if like you know what i mean if if you had a, a Manchester United fan that doesn't run YouTube, you'd have Arsenal, you've had Chelsea, you've um whoever it might be, and they tell all their followers to do it, and ten percent of their followers actually go and do it, we'll sell it out. That's simple that's simply how it'll go. It's all about spreading the word. And if you give a quid, great. If you give ten, if you give twenty, brilliant. But if you can't, that's fine. Just make sure you send it on. That it's all, it's like yeah. it's like chain mail, isn't it? Just yeah. send it on and and spread and listen, if you have a quid here's the link if you have a quid here's a link and just keep sending it to everyone you know and and by send the link and telling them if you can give it great but just make sure you send it on to another load of people that's how we, we'll get going but it's it started off it started off um really really well i am um, uh, green green white and red steve asks him um, how was keen getting on um he's good he's good yeah. from what we've heard and um, they went on the first family overnight trip recently which shows how much he's progressing because literally that child was hospital home yeah. you know ventilators at home all sorts of stuff going on at home massive amount of medic medication but and um, there was an update last week that they had recently gone on their first overnight trip as a family which is a massive like that means nothing to me and you to, to yeah. do that and most people that's a massive step for them so um yeah keen seems to be doing great and we, we look for an update soon of him sienna just keep sending that link all the time and everyone that sends it passes it on and if you keep doing that we'll hit enough people to pay a quid and we'll um we will see how we get on from there grizz anything else before we go apart oh. from asking people for free stuff no no no, no that's right look i can help make a contribution to it. i wouldn't want it for free anyway just yeah and I mean, once I get it, I can make a what? contribution. But if, what, if you go half with someone for the top, will you? <laughs> I can't go half with <laughs> listen, listen. Does anybody out there that wants to go half on the top for Grizz to wear? <laughs> um, let us know. Well, look, it's look, I've uh, like I've just put it out there. There's Eid coming up. And yes. It's a time for for sort of presents and whatnot. Okay. And if and if somebody wants to, you know, send me a top 
for Eid, so fair enough. But yeah. if you're saying if you're saying like I'm asking for free stuff, no, I'm willing to go halves from that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay for half the present. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, so look, it's two ways of looking at it. Oh, it's God. up to you. Okay, but yeah. So you're not even to share this top with someone. You don't get it on, you know, midweek. I get it the yeah. weekend around. Six months yeah. and then you give it back. Yeah. I, I do. I, I, I asked you last night about that website as well. So can you WhatsApp me that website as well anyway? All the way there. Yeah. And, um, but apart from that, now looking forward to um, okay. pre-season, the pictures, the videos of all the players and the coach and everything. Okay. Can, can I ask you one last question, Chris? Go on. Don't make it too are, hard. Are you more excited about Sadio Mane and Joel Matip? Or what we have in place for next season on the LFC Day Trippers, which oh, are you more excited hard. about? Oh, that's a hard one, isn't it? That's a hard one because people really people won't understand what we've got lined up for next season. So they, so if I just say, oh, you know, they mm. won't they won't really value it at the moment. But all I can say is, it's uh, yeah, it's look on the back of an amazing tournament. Um, we've actually. You've actually gone away, and what we've got planned for next season—it's it's fucking mind. We've still got another tournament to come, guys. Like, come on, don't you discount the. You, you just discounting the Tokyo Olympics. Don't, legs, don't discount the Tokyo Olympics. The Olympics as well, Jesus. He wants to oh, there's, there's, there's gold medals at stake. Gold medals at stake. I'm telling you. Is, is this your way of telling us you want to do watch alongs to the Olympics? Oh, we will do a watch along, guys. We will okay. do a watch along. We should do watch-alongs on mad Olympic sports. Like, instead of football, we should do watch-alongs Rhythmic gymnastics on. and yeah. all that. Oh, look at that jump and all. You know, yeah. and that sort of stuff. You do stuff. Or do you know the one where you have the string and you run around the floor That's with the rhythmic string? gymnastics. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or synchronized swimming. Yeah. The, the swimming events are the best. The medleys and all that. I don't mind doing yeah. that. Listen, I'm up for it. I've got a bit of time off now, so I'm good. Yeah. Okay. No worries. Watch um, the space. Uh, let me see yeah but listen Grizz hasn't answered the question he's sat on the fence <laughs> which is absolutely amazing but um, yeah. let's all get excited about John Matip let's all get excited about uh, Sadio Mane let's but listen most of all let's all get excited about what we have in store for you next season at the LFC Day Trippers all we will say is that we're, it will look a bit different it will sound a bit different um, but you I, and you'll have more of it that's all yeah. I can tell you, really, isn't that it? Uh, yeah. That's as far as I'm going to You won't lose that in any way, put it that way. No, Minister and Head of um, Revealing Stuff, Shawnee Lawson, yeah. has said that's all I'm allowed to say. So that has been the Fatback 4. Don't forget to check out in the description um, the link to Sienna. If you if you are listening on an audio, you can go and find it on our website. You can find it on our pinned tweet. You can find it on our Facebook. You can find it on our Instagram. So find it. Donate, spread the word, and every time you spread that word, tell people, make George Tone now to spread that word to 10, 15, 20 people, whatever it might be. That has been the Fatback for Grizz, Star, Avi, Star, Keith, Star, I'm Gav, over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.